So because the restaurant that I don't work at doesn't exist is so busy, you know, $39 million a year, very, very busy, especially during the Christmas season. A lot of employees get overwhelmed and intimidated by the volume, so they leave. Now, there has been certain disappearances that have been mysterious. Others have been blatant, and some have been, very few have been professional. And I'm talking about all positions. Like, I had this, we had this lady disappear once. She was on pastry. This wasn't actually in this restaurant. This is a different restaurant. But this was one of the craziest disappearances I've ever witnessed on the, on, the, on the clock, you know. So this lady, she was probably like 75, 76 years old, uh, in, her, in her 70s. Um, and she was kind of strange, so socially awkward, but she was really good with pastry. So she was helping the pastry chef upstairs in the kitchen. And, you know, they would make everything from French popovers to cakes to ice cream, all that stuff. And... One day, of course, it's a Saturday, busy shift, you know, I'm going to have the pastry chef come down and ask me where she is. Where's Anna? And I was like, uh, that's, that, that's hilarious that you're asking me because she's your assistant. Like, what, what do you mean, where's Anna? Did she talk to you about anything? No, she didn't talk to me about anything. And I don't know, I've been in the weeds up here. I haven't seen Anna or you in the past three days. What are you talking about? So we're looking for Anna. This person's nowhere to be found. So we know, naturally we think, like, most of the time the line cooks just come out, go out the back door. Like, you know, I'll take a piss, I'll be right back, and they just never come back. You know what I mean? But this person disappeared, like, out of thin air. Like, just she's gone. Her ID, her money, her street clothes were still in her locker. Her chef uniform, her jacket, and her pants and her apron and her shoes were on the floor next to the locker. As if she just teleported and all the clothes fell. I am not making this up what, what, like at all. I mean, I don't know how to prove it to you because I don't have video footage of this. Because if I did, it would, I'd probably be rich. Uh, but, I mean, I guess I could tell you the people I was working with. You can give them a call and ask them. Yeah, that's true. So, we didn't know what the fuck to think. Like, what, do you, what would you do? Like, all the clothes are like somebody kidnapped her naked? Or did she disappear? Is this like 12 monkeys where they just, you know, materialize out of the air? We have no idea. It turned out that she was um, she was homeless, and she like was living in a shelter somewhere. And I guess she was wearing underclothes under her stuff, so she just left all her shit because she wanted to fake her death. Because the boyfriend that she had in this homeless shelter convinced her to do so. Dudes, I can't write this shit if I I don't write this well. Like I'm not this good at creative writing. Like I'm just recall, recalling these is recollections of things that have happened to me, right? So at this new place that I'm at now, well, not new, but, you know, I'm there now. When I recently came back from the fourth time of me being uh, um, hiccuping at the job, I guess, we had this new, brand new man general manager starting. And it was a lady, and she's, like, she secret shopped the place before. So she came in as a guest, and she sat at the top bar talking to the bartender, asking him all kinds of questions. Of course, the bartender is going to... You know, tell the bar back. The bar back's going to tell me. So now I'm up there scoping around. Who the fuck is this person secret shopping us? Is this from the company? Is this from corporate? I know we didn't have a GM on deck. So maybe I figured it was her. Sure enough, it turns out to be her. I got the most biggest crock of shit about information. Some Half the people told me she was Russian. The other told me she was Brazilian. That's a really different, really different. Brazilians and Russian. I mean, maybe Brazilians are light, light-skinned. Brazilians look kind of like Russians, perhaps. But like that's it. That's the only thing. Everything else about them is completely different from Russians, you know? Especially the women. Like, uh, I don't know, it's whatever. So 
Somebody said she was a bodybuilder. She wasn't a bodybuilder. She was more like a linebacker. She was a little bit, you know, she was she wasn't fat at all. She was just like she had broad shoulders. Maybe she was just like she played softball or something. And her name was Freddie Bing. Her name is Freddie Bing. Okay. So Freddie Bing is like her first day, and she's walking around. And like everybody that walks into this restaurant, if it's your first day, you're walking around like a tourist in the city for the first time. Like you're just your jaws on the floor, your neck is you know hurting because you can't stop swirling it because of between the hot chicks and the amount of food that goes out of that place is it's insane. And I'm sure for chicks it's hot guys because whatever you know. But like, she kind of kept it cool, but you could see on the inside she was like not trembling, but like what the fuck am I getting myself into? So I kind of saw her like once or twice before, I mean, before she actually started working. And on her first day, I uh, was doing stuff. So I managed to like not bump into her for like the first half of the day. And right around half, half point, mid shift, sometimes I tend to crave a little sweet something, something delicious. So we have these uh, banana bread puddings that are fucking amazing, especially if you like don't heat them up all the way, if you keep them like kind of warm. And then you just eat them like an apple. Like, you know what I mean? It's just for me. I'm, it's so good. Pam says it's because I'm a fucking animal. That's fine. Whatever. Call me an animal. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? My dick's still going to be bigger than yours in the morning. But like, so that's what I do. I eat myself a dessert. You know what I mean? I Usually I wear gloves, but in this case I didn't have a glove on, but I knew what I was going to do. I was going to stand there at the pastry section. I'm going to scream hands so people could come to get this fucking cheesecake. And then the 45 seconds it takes for someone to come get the cheesecake, I would have already finished with the banana cake, chewed it, Swallowed it, and I'd be washing my hands at 46, 47 seconds, right? And yeah, I do time things by the second because that's how you do have to do shit like that, right? So I take my second bite. I'm about like 15 to 17 seconds into the whole shindig. Nobody's coming to get the cheesecake yet, so I scream for hands. Nobody's coming. Second bite. And then I see out of the corner of my eye the caravan. The caravan is the regional manager, his manager, the other manager, and then finally the lost and what the fuck am I doing here? I don't know where I am right now. New general manager. That is the first day of work. And of course, he catches my eye and I catch his eye. And this is Pickles over here. So Pickles doesn't really like me very much, although he has my number. He has, doesn't really call me about labor. Thankfully, thank God, but he doesn't. So he catches my eye and he goes, you know, as and before, and before this happened, I, this is all during COVID, pandemic. this is before COVID was actual a cold, and COVID was still a virus, and it was like, you had to like be quarantined if you had it, like you had to wear masks, everything was, nobody was shaking hands, everything was like bumpy, bumpy, elbowy, elbowy, right? So I saw this, this Freddie, Freddie, uh, Freddie Bing say hi to a couple of employees for the first time, and she didn't shake their hands, she like gave them a fist bump, right? So like, this is important, this is why, because then, you know, Pickles goes, hey, have you met uh, Chef Dimitri? And I was like, no, I don't believe I had the pleasure. And like, as she was saying that, what I did was I kind of palmed the banana cake. Like, like you would do, like, like when you're doing like a football play, like instead of throwing it, you pass it to the runner, but you fake the throw. So you kind of tuck it like behind yourself, you know? So I did that and I threw it into the garbage can, boom, real fast. And I was ready to say hello to her with the form of a pound because everyone has COVID and what the fuck. But because I was wearing my chef jacket and she hadn't met Beck yet, she maybe she thought I was the exec or she maybe just wanted to say hello to me this way. But of course, of course, everyone else, she says, she gives the elbow bump. And to me, she gives me an open hand freaking invitation. And have you ever seen mall rats? 
like the ass palm is when the guy like rubs his ass sweat on his hand and then shakes your hand so later it smells. It was like that for her, but it didn't smell like ass. It smelled like banana bread pudding. Because I, I mean, I had nothing to do. What was I going to do? Like she was. This is this is like I'm I'm giving taking my time explaining this to you guys now. But like this was all split second decisions. Like I see the progression. Holy shit! I throw the banana cake. She reaches her hand out. Have you ever met? I'm not wearing a glove to take off, so I just fuck it. I say YOLO. I'm going to go for it. And pfft, I shook her hand with the fucking banana shit still on my hand. But that wasn't the weirdest part. The weirdest part is while I was doing this handshaking of the banana, I felt something strange as well. I felt like, if you know when you like shake, shake hands with your friends and sometimes they like tickle the palm of your, your hand with their finger like that, like this weird like little like, ugh, like icky feeling? Well, between the banana being sticky already and then this little attribute to our new general manager, it really completely freaked me out. Like it felt, it felt like she was like, like fingering my palm. And I was like, what the fuck? And I had no idea what was going on. It was just like really weird. Later on, I found out, Beck, Beck had experienced the same thing. She was missing her pinky finger. She didn't have a missing pinky finger. I don't know. So I guess she was a linebacker, maybe. I don't know. She lasted for about another day. After that, she never came back. She got COVID and then went on her merry way. Maybe it was the banana. Maybe not. My God. I'll never forget this. This is another funny story about uh, uh, food and... and uh, meeting women <laughs> so i had a I had a crush on this girl back in the day i was working with her and she was working two restaurants she worked at our restaurant and she worked at another steakhouse and she would always bring these like delicious fucking meats and shit all these cool shit like over you know i was like oh my god we don't have this let me have that and then, blah 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 so one day like i was like you know i'm gonna ask her out like i'm gonna say something i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking do it i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it you know and I like, tried to muster up the thing, but then she wasn't working that day. So I was like, ah, fuck, you know, like the, the one day we worked together, she's not there. So I'm like, damn it. So it didn't work. So I'm like, I fucking kind of gave up. And that's what, like I said, when you least expect it, that's when the magic happens. She goes to me, I want to try to make my own pastrami. And I mean, I love pastrami, but I've never made pastrami before. I'm like, uh, I'm like, isn't that just brisket smoked? She's like, no, it's a bunch of steps and blah, blah, blah. If you can't do it, then forget it. I just, I'm not going to ask you for help. I didn't realize that her saying I want to make a pastrami to me, meaning meant th- for me to invite her over to my house and have all the spices and the shrubs and the preparations ready for her to come over and make her pastrami at my house. I had no idea that that's what she meant. I had to figure that out on the fly. Luckily, it didn't take me long. And, and within 10 minutes later, I had a date that night who was coming over to my house. So actually it wasn't that night. It was three days in advance. It was three days in advance, and she said she's going to come over. She's corning the beef now. She's going to rub it with the dry spices and giggity. And then I told her, and then, of course, I'm like, yeah, we can smoke it at my house. Like, uh, I got a smoker. We're, we're good to go. No problem. I have no smoker. No, 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 no such thing as a smoker in my house. Um, my house is also a fucking single guy's house who's been single for, in home for the past two years. So it's vacuumed really, really nicely, but everything else is everywhere. So it was a fucking mess. So after 72 hours of rigorous cleaning... I finally decided that my house was decent enough for someone to come over and not be completely like, what the fuck is going on here? And that was literally her first look on her face when she came into my house. She was, she went, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Damn it. So I tried to figure out how to make a broiler. I mean, not a broiler, a smoker out of like, like, a, like I tried to make a smoking house essentially, like when you dig the hole in the ground and you did all that. But you know what? Instead, I, I didn't do that. I, I slept because it was. I got home at like 3 o'clock in the morning. So I basically I had no smoker. I invited this girl over to cook pastrami in my house when I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. So she brings over these like 
apple chips and all these cool fucking like like these smoking like accoutrement, accoutrement, zelespuma. I'm thinking to myself like, what the fuck am I gonna do? And then I kind of like, as I was walking by, I noticed the grill. I have a grill, regular grill. I noticed, and I was like, well, a grill is pretty much a smoker, but just without the smoke. So if I could incorporate the chips somehow into the smoker, I'll be good to go. And the way the grill is, is like, it's like, it's like 15 yards away from my door on the deck. And then, you, you know, there's a, there's a pool there. You got to walk up the stairs and go up to the grill. So it's like to go to check the grill every 15 minutes is a pain in the ass because you can't just look out the window. You got to go fucking check it. And of course, the, the chips, when I first put them on, I only lit one side of the grill. I put the pastrami on the other side. So it was like a semi-cold smoke, yada, yada, yada. Like, I know what I'm doing in terms of that sense, but like not too much because, you know, the, the fucking, the, the things didn't light up. The fucking, uh, the wood chips, they didn't light. So I'm like, God damn it. So I turned it up a little bit, put some water on them. Had a nice bottle of Poland Spring out there chilling. Put some water on them and, you know, I let them kind of soak up a little bit. And then, you know, I turned up the grill, walked away. And then... I went, um, you know, we hung out a little bit. Uh, she said she wanted to crash because it was late night. And I was like, of course. And we were swimming, we were swimming in the pool. This, ladies, I don't understand this. Um, if we're swimming in the pool and you have a bikini on, nothing like thongish or anything, just like a regular two-piece bikini. You know, you have the bottoms and the tops there with the, with the curves and deliciousness. Amazing. Love it. And you're swimming and like we weren't like touching each other in the pool, but we like, you know, not the first day, but the second day we were like hugging, I guess, if you could just want to put that. But even the first day we say we weren't touching. Why? Why is it OK for you to wear a bikini in front of me? No problem. But if God forbid I walk in on you with your bra and underwear on putting on your jeans, it's like, oh, my God. It's like you had more showing with the bikini than you do with your underwear what, what, what are we freaking out what's going on so it was weird because she was like um, I'm going to go to sleep now and I was like okay you can go to sleep now I guess and she's like I, cause, because of course when I invited her over and I told her I had a smoker I said you could take the bed I'll take the couch I'll sleep on the floor whatever just please just come over please I'm so lonely you know <laughs> so fucking, so she's like I'm going to go to sleep and I was like cool well, where she's like in your bed and I was like oh and she goes you can go now and I was like fuck so I got kicked out of my own goddamn bedroom after like 45 minutes of like just, you know, well, actually it was a great stimulating conversation. I do have a lot of fun with her. She's great. And we, we still, you know, we still kick it once in a while. Um, but actually we're making a pastrami round two is coming. But she doesn't know it. She, she doesn't know what, the, what I'm about to tell you. She doesn't know that this happened. So after she went to bed, I went back out and I'm chilling. I'm kind of like, a, you know, I took a couple of puffs of the tabib, you know, fucking, hey, don't want to listen to some music. Then I realized, oh shit, I should probably go check on the brisket because, you know, I, I, I turned the grill up a little bit even though I did put like the Poland spring water bottle in there, you know, this little, little water, how you doing? I come out and what I smell is something between like, something between like a baseball game and then an arson, like somebody's fire, house fire. So I was like, oh shit, someone's house is on fire. Not realizing that maybe, possibly, you put the grill on too high and maybe the chips caught fire because you only put half a bottle of Poland Spring on them and that's not enough to, you know, not catch the wood chips on fire that are meant to be catching on fire. So I run up to this grill. It's smoking like fucking Bob Marley on his last day. Like, this shit had a column of smoke coming out of it. I was like, oh, my God. I opened the shit and it was just like a blaze. It was just like I opened it and it was like... My eyebrows got hit with flames. 
what am I going to do? And the thing, the thing is, the brisket just had had just caught fire. So it wasn't on fire yet. It was a little charred, but the char was so charred that it caught fire. So I had to do something fast. So I pour, took the Poland Spring, the rest of the bottle. I sprayed it on the thing, and of course I missed the shit because why would you get the water on the part that's fire? So I got it on the grill, but the brisket itself was still on fire. Well, I had to do something. I couldn't put it out with my hands because it would have been too hot. So I did the only thing I could possibly do, could possibly think of. I took the bag of chips. I ran over to the pool. I dunked the bag of chips into the pool, and I used the excess water from the chip bag, wood chip bag, to dribble on the little pastrami there. Then I trimmed off the burnt ends. I patched it up with some more dry rub. I put the fucking chips on way over the other side. And I kept it going like nothing fucking happened. She woke up in the morning. She goes, how's the pastrami? Did you burn it? She said. And I was like, what? No. I didn't burn it. I mean, there's a burnt end. But, babe, my smoker is fucking diesel. You know what I mean? Like, She's like, where is the smoker? And I was like, it's outside. It looks like a grill, but it's not. She knew. She knew what was going on. Oh, my God. That was a crazy, crazy day. So since then, and ever since that fateful day, Oh, by the way, I have a salt water pool, so there's no chlorine. Relax. Everyone chill. Okay? Please. Even though, if, even if there was, what? We ate the pastrami. I fucked up the pastrami, but it wasn't because of that. It was because I pressure cooked it for three hours instead of, like, steaming it for 20 minutes. And it was just like, like when, you, when you went to, like, slice it, it completely just fucking disintegrated. And the reason for pastrami is, let me tell you why. Right, so pastrami is brisket. Brisket's very tough. Tough is disgusting. You don't want that. When you, when you corn the brisket... It makes the fat between the muscles, right, dehydrated. So it makes it, like, thinner. It almost makes it go away. So then when you smoke it, you add the flavor of pastrami. But what you have to do then, at the end, is you have to steam it. And what steaming it does is it releases. Yeah, somebody super glued Pam's whiteout to her desk, and it's automatically me. Automatically, we have to assume it's Dimitri. Couldn't have possibly been anyone else. No one else has access to the super glue. The only person that was on my side is Beck. And that's probably because he's not there. So he doesn't have to deal with, you know, the wrath of who the fuck glued my sprite out to the... It wasn't me, okay? It wasn't me. And just like the guy with the painting, too. She's like, this is what someone does with their all, all of their free time. And I was like, well, super gluing a piece of, I mean, a container of whiteout to a desk doesn't exactly take a long time. But why do you automatically think it was me? She hung up. Damn. Yeah, what's that? Oh, that and, uh, yeah, Bobby donated my fucking Birkenstocks to the homeless guy outside. There you go.